Hello and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. My goal is to help you increase your skills and reputation as a leader, to increase your ability to connect and influence with others, and increase your ability to be the very best leader you can be, particularly in this time of change that is happening in leadership right now. As we get started today, I encourage you to visit my leadership website, www.stevebarker.com.au or my Facebook group, Audacious Leadership, where you will find heaps more resources, insights and strategies that will help you to continue to grow your leadership skills. Hey, how you going? Welcome. Steve Barker here on the Raw Leadership Podcast. It's been a few months since I recorded one. March was the uh, last Raw Leadership Podcast and there's been a lot going on since then. So let me bring you up to speed and then we'll jump into today's topic is what millennials want. How do we make sure that millennials who make up now over 80% of the workforce are being taken care of by us as the leaders. Now, you might be listening to this as a millennial yourself and going, well, yeah, you know, we need to be taken care of. And I know there's probably a lot of baby boomers and Gen Xers just like myself. And they might be sitting there going, oh, bloody millennials, they're entitled. Jeez, what a pain in the ass they are. So we're going to be getting into that. We're going to be unpacking all of that because this is what the Raw Leadership Podcast is all about. It's about giving you real life, good advice, that's going to help you be able to become the leader that you want to be, the leader that you need to be, because there's a bit of a leadership revolution happening right now. There's a a churn in the workplace, and I've done some podcasts around this before, but I, I'm, the more I, I see it, the more the evidence that I see aligns with the belief that I have that people are trying on jobs. They are fed up. And I'm, when I say fed up, I mean properly fed up with poor leadership. They don't like to be uh, told what to do. They don't like to be bossed. They don't like to be supervised. And they don't like to be managed. And this is leads me nicely into the uh, changes that have been I've been undertaking in my social media, in my circles, so that I can keep up to date, so I can help people through this revolution of leadership. And the first one was to close down the Raw Leadership Facebook group. So I closed it down. Why? Why did I close it down? Well, to be honest with you, I'm all about taking actions. All about taking action. Me, I haven't got my teeth in today. I'm all about taking action and having a go at something and you know seeing how it works out. And I found that most of the people in the raw leadership, those that were following me, and I had a following of over um, fifteen hundred people, they weren't into taking action. They were quite happy to gather the information. They were quite happy to take all of the stuff that I was sharing for free, but not implementing it, not doing much with it, not not joining in the challenges, not engaging in the posts and stuff like that. So I shut it down. And I thought the best way to do is to shut it down and start afresh. So I've started a new Facebook group called Audacious Leaders or Audacious Leadership. And the concept behind this is that I want people who really want to take their leadership to the next level, who want to be the the best leader that they can, not only for themselves, but for those around them. And I don't just mean their team members. I mean their family members, their friends, their colleagues, the clients that they have, the uh, suppliers that they have. Because when we are the best leader that we can be, when we lead, because we're passionate about it, because we want to make a difference, because we know what it's like to be under poor leadership, 
that's when we really start to take action. This is where the Audacious Leadership Facebook group comes in. I share information in there. I'm running challenges in there. Actually, at the time of this recording, I'm running a stress less and lead better free seven day challenge. So, you know, this is for leaders who are experiencing stress in their leadership and they want to know how to regulate that stress and how to understand it better. Even more, they want to be able to have the knowledge and the information so they can share this with their team so that they're less stressed. So I've got people in the challenge at the moment and they're loving it. And the content that's being shared is great. The interactions that we're getting through the group is fantastic. Even I'm learning as I'm going along, and that's the whole point of doing these challenges. It's not just me facilitating. I actually go on the challenge with the people in the challenge, and I learn a lot of stuff about myself and how I can become a better leader from being surrounded by other people. So that's the Audacious Leadership Group. If you are interested please check it out. It's on Facebook um, and uh, you, you you need to become a member if you want to access the material. And uh, if you certainly want to be part of the challenges and to get all the good stuff, then you'll definitely need to be a member so that you stay adrift, uh, sorry, abreast of what is going on. All right. So let's get into today's topic, what millennials want. As I alluded to earlier on, there has been a lot of bad press and it is really sort of bullshit press as well about millennials i'm a baby i'm 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 not a baby boomer i'm a gen x my partner's a baby boomer and we both know that millennials are our sons our daughters our kids we created them and therefore we have a role we have a duty as a parent as a guardian as a role model to help them become the very best version that they can be and this is what leaders do they help others around them to become the very best version that they can be and we've seen a lot of people saying that millennials are lazy that they're entitled they're not committed they want everything in an instant and that is one perspective but when you don't look at the human behavior behind it if you don't understand what's happening behind the scenes with regards to this then you only see the surface level problem so i've got five things that millennials want in the workplace and if you're a leader and if you're listening to this podcast i'm presuming you're a leader now you know again let's be clear on what a leader is a leader is a person who has a position of influence that means they influence other people so you don't have to be in a job title, you don't have to be, you know, the senior leader in a team. You don't have to be the um, manager or the supervisor of a team. You don't need to be the business. You don't have to have a title. You don't have to have a role. But if you are influencing someone, then you are a leader. It could be that you're influencing your kids. It could be you're influencing your partner, your husband, your wife. It could be you're influencing your team colleagues. It could be that you are influencing maybe even your bosses. So if you're a leader, then this is important for you because like i said millennials and the new generation gen z which are are, are hot on the heels of the millennials coming into the workplace right now make up over 80 percent of the workforce and if we don't understand how people want to be led how people want to have their careers if we don't understand this then we're going to lose them and as i've said before in previous podcasts at the moment there is a revolution happening And people are leaving workplaces 
I mean, just the other day, I was working with one of my clients. And we'd only just started working together. And they sat down with me and they said, Steve, he said, how did this happen? I had someone who joined my team. We put them on a six-month probation. I thought they were going extremely well. When we came to the review, the six-month review, I was all ready to sit down and offer them a full-time position with us. And before I could get my words out, they turned around to me and said, hey, look, thanks very much for offering me the opportunity to work here. It's just not my vibe. It's not where I feel like I belong. I'm going to try somewhere else. Thanks very much. And that was the end of the conversation. And this this person was flabbergasted. They were like, how did it happen? And I'm like, well, did you actually engage with the individual? You know, what were you offering them? You know, how were you um, helping them grow and develop? What sort of follow-up training were you giving them in their six-month probation? What encouragement were you giving them? How were you helping them grow and develop? And they were like, well, you know, we put them through our induction process and that, you know, that's pretty much what we do with everybody. And then that's the problem. We've got these old school ways of thinking. We've got these archaic dinosaur structures and strategies which are ingrained into teams, which are ingrained into workplaces at the moment. Yes, they might have worked in the 1980s, but it's 2023 people. I mean, come on, we can do better. So I'm going to share with you these five insights into what millennials are seeking, what they want in the workplace. So believe it or not, they don't, they're not overly interested in the paycheck. They're not going to work to get paid at the end of the week. They want to go to work for a purpose. So if you can help them align with the purpose of your business, the purpose of your team, the output, then they're going to want to stay because it's aligned with them. It's aligned with their purpose. And therefore, what they're doing is aligned with the work purpose. And there is congruency there. Yes, we all need pay. We live in the Western world. But the bottom line is not, hey, you know, I can earn an extra couple of hundred dollars here. It's more about purpose. And we're seeing this repeatedly over and over again. When I've read exit interviews, people are just saying, I don't feel that I'm aligned with the business. I don't feel that I can connect with what the business is trying to achieve. Or, you know, the, the most common one is I don't really understand what the business is about. And it's that, that that's the overarching one. The people who are leaving going, I don't get it. I don't understand what we're doing here. I don't understand the big picture. What's the purpose? Why are we doing it apart from making money? You know, how's this how's this benefiting other people? So, you know, number one, they don't work for a paycheck. They work for a purpose. Number two. They're not chasing job satisfaction. They're chasing growth and development. If we go back to millennials and Gen Zs when they're at school, they work together as a team. They want to grow together. They want to be challenged. They, are, they, 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 they hunger for information. And this is why sometimes they can come across as impatient or pushy or demanding or entitled is the key word that a lot of people use. But they're not. They're hungry for growth and development. They want to excel they want to learn they want to grow they want to develop and if the leadership if the team if the business if the workplace culture is not one of growth and development they're going to leave they're going to up sticks and disappear so if we can start to look at it that way we can start to understand why we've got this massive churn at the moment how many workplaces 
train people beyond their current job requirement? How many give them extra responsibility? How many give them cross-training on different jobs within the team? How many businesses, how many teams, how many workplaces go above and beyond and give extra training to help young people grow and develop? Give them extra responsibilities. Go through the, the proper process of delegation, which is not just a case of, oh, you can do this because I'm busy. It's a case of training them, nurturing them, caring about them. You know, nurturing is a great word to replace caring. Yes, it's great to have a caring workplace culture, but a nurturing one, that's what millennials are looking for. They're looking to be nurtured. They're looking to be grown into something beyond them, beyond their capacity right now, beyond their wildest dreams, to be part of something that's bigger than them. So that's number two. They're not chasing job satisfaction. They're chasing growth and development. Number three, they want responsibility faster than most are willing to give it. And again, this comes back to the baby boomer Gen X insecurities that we have that these people can't do what we want them to do. You know, we come back to the... the the ethos of delegation. Delegation is not just a case of, well, I'm going to get you to do it and you better do it right because if you don't do it right, then I'm going to have to do it. And that's just a waste of time and effort and money. No. Again, we come back to number two, growth and development. How do you learn? Think about you as a leader when you were younger. How did you learn? You probably learned through your mistakes. Yeah. You might have had a bit of a grumpy boss as well, which really meant that you would only make that mistake once. But we learn through trial and error. Now, if we're not delegating, if we're not helping these these young people, and I say young people because some of them are young, some of them are about 30 years old now. You know, if we're not helping them um, grow and develop by giving them more responsibility, by challenging them and allowing them to run with it and possibly make mistakes, that's okay. It's all part of the growth process. Then we will see them grow and develop and we can start to relinquish responsibility quicker and delegate better. This includes giving them the opportunity to grow and develop, which is number two. And they start to feel that they've got a purpose, that they're a value to the team. So, again, that's number one. So we can start to see by changing our mindset, by being able to recognize what it is that these People that let me rephrase that because it's a horrible way to describe them. These people, the millennials, you know, and again, I, I, I don't like labeling people, the younger people in the workforce right now, yeah, they, they want responsibility, they're hungry for it, they want to prove themselves just like we did when we were younger, yeah. So let's have faith in them, let's build a system where they can grow and develop within it. Because what we're going to see then is they're going to excel. And you never know. They might actually come up with better ideas and better strategies because of the way that they think, the way that they've been brought up, the way that they've been schooled and educated. You know, they're much more open to embracing technology, especially the Gen Zs. I mean, fair dinkum. You know, at the moment, like I say, I'm a Gen X, so <laughs> I'm 52 years old. If I want to know something, I type it into Google. Yeah. Gen Zs. They ask Siri. They don't type. They just hold their phone up and ask Google. They go, hey, Siri, 
what's this? Or they will um, use AI to ask questions, to come up with information, to check grammar, to check spelling. They use technology, they embrace technology. So there's lots that we can learn. All right. Number four. They don't want to be bosses. They don't want bosses. You know, if we look at what a boss is, a boss is somebody who bosses people. What they're seeking, the younger generation is seeking, they want coaches and mentors. And again, this is where this revolution in leadership is happening right now. Yeah, there's a lot more coaching and mentoring roles within leadership rather than bossing, managing, supervising. And they don't want that. If they come into a workplace and they find that there is, it's a culture of bosses, managers and supervisors, it's going to turn them off. They're going to reject it and they're going to go elsewhere. Now, you know, when we when we talk about this, and again, I've, I've covered this in another podcast, the cost of recruiting is phenomenal at the moment. So we want to make sure that we recruit right. And when we recruit right and we get the right people into our culture, that we retain them, that we keep them there. And again, this is not through being the boss. Yeah, this is through being a coach or a mentor. And then finally, number five. They don't want annual reviews. Oh, my God. Annual reviews. That's like so 1980s, 1990s, you know, the age of the yuppie and the file effects. I mean, come on. What they're seeking is ongoing feedback. They want ongoing conversations so that they can learn and grow as they go along. You know, and they want that feedback. They're hungry for it. They're quite happy to be told, hey, look, I don't think you're achieving this in the right way at the moment. Let me demonstrate. Let me show you. Or help me work through your thinking here. What's going on here? Let me, you know, see if I can support you in some way. We can have conversations. We can provide feedback. And let's get away from this bullshit of positive and negative feedback. Feedback is feedback. Yeah. Feedback is just another perspective from another human being. If they don't like our feedback, perhaps they could go and validate our feedback with other people. And that's generally what the younger generation do. They don't take a single person's word for it. They'll go and ask somebody else. And if it gets validated, maybe two, three, maybe more times, they'll go, oh, OK. All right. So, you know, Steve's giving me feedback and so and so is giving me feedback and it all aligns. OK. All right. So maybe I am doing this. OK, cool. All right. But Steve says he's going to help me. That's cool. And I'm not in trouble. That's even better. And I'm not going to lose my job. <sighs> Thank God for that. Yeah. OK, well, let's go and chat with Steve. Let's see what he can help me with. And that's where we move back to number four, coaching and mentoring. We go back to number two, chasing growth and development, purpose and coaching and mentoring. When we look at what millennials want, what the younger generation, the millennials and the Gen Zs want from the workplace, we can see they're screaming out for this. But is the modern day workplace keeping up with this revolution? And I have to say, in a lot of the businesses that I've worked in, no. No, they are not. So just leave this thought for you. How's your leadership? Is your leadership aligned with these wants and desires? Is your workplace culture aligned with these wants and desires? Do you have systems? Do you have structures that will help? the millennials and the Gen Zs grow and develop because they're the, they're the future of your business. They're the future of your team. They're the future of improving your bottom line. But if you're not taking care of them, why would they stick around? And this is what we're seeing at the moment. People say to me all the time, oh, there's a shortage of people. You know, we can't recruit. We're struggling to recruit. No, no. 
it's not the problem. It's a retention problem. All right, so I'm just going to leave that there for you. Have that thought in your head. See what you think. And if you want to talk about how you can upskill, hit me up. So, you know, I'm going to share all my comments and uh, sorry, all my contact details after this. And there's a there's a thing at the bottom of the podcast with some uh, some contact details there. If you want to learn learn more about how you can enhance your leadership skills, how you can improve the soft skills, the, the emotional intelligence skills that you need to be an effective leader in the modern day world. Hit me up. That's what I do. This is what I'm here for. Look, I hope this has served you well. We're just coming up to the 20-minute stage, and I like to keep my podcast short and sweet so that people can have them in bite-sized chunks. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. But for now, I'm going to wrap it up there, and I'll see you again in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. Until then, take care. Tiro. Thank you for joining me for this latest episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm sharing, and if you are curious about how you can reach the next level in your leadership quickly, then perhaps you may want to connect with me to discuss what I do as a leadership coach and how I've already helped thousands of other leaders level up quicker than those around them and get that advantage that so many people are looking for. If you are interested in this, email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au or you can go to my website, stevebarker.com.au and you can message me from there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward as well to continuing to share even more valuable content, insights in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. So until then, take care and we'll speak again soon. Toodaloo.